1: Our mission is to reduce the fear and anxiety that breast cancer patients feel and replace it with hope and a path toward thriving. This podcast is about our experiences with breast cancer and life after as young survivors and moms. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Oh, it's good. Yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah.
0: I got my tea. I'm a little sore from a
1: workout. Oh, all shot things. Shut it. You're doing the thing I should be doing, but I'm not doing. Well, you're
0: still recovering. Uh, I know. Uh.
1: I am drinking my coffee, though. That makes me happy. That's good.
0: So... Today's episode is going to be an interesting one for all the
1: hormone-positive ladies out there. Oh my gosh, the dreaded menopause. <laughs> I mean, or, the, I mean, I guess anybody I ever, was just going to say, the average age of a breast cancer patient, I think, is 63, so even if you don't have hormone-fueled <laughs> breast cancer, you're probably you yeah. know, most likely dealing with menopausal symptoms. Did you say
0: moist-likely?
1: Moist? Likely? moist? <laughs> I hope not. That's, that's the ante
0: of what happens in the Did menopause. I say... It sounded like you said moist-likely. <laughs> Uh, so I'm curious uh, because you and I are both now off our hormone therapy. But can
1: I say something completely unrelated? What? Guess guess who finally got her period?
0: I did. Today uh, on Sunday. Oh, that's so funny because I got mine today.
1: I know you and I are on the same cycle, I know, we're which so cute. actually I was thinking the other day. <laughs> I know this took a turn, but it's related to menopause. I it have, is, I, yeah. you know. So backstory: I didn't get, I lost my period for three months, and I was like, "Is this because I'm premenopausal?" No, it's because I had a traumatic surgery, and Sarah, yeah. Sarah was the one that figured that out. Yeah, I thought I was like back into menopause, and I was upset about it. I like my estrogen. She's like, mm, I wonder if it's because you had this really traumatic surgery and your body's just like all screwed up," and then. Yeah. So I got it. And well, I that's thought, good. That should like healing, you, you're, right? You're, yeah. You're totally on the road. You think yeah, so? I think so. All right. Let's just cling to that. Yeah. But what I was also going to say about the fact that you and I have synced up cycle wise <laughs> is that you and I probably shouldn't have work meetings like on the, on <laughs> we the did, week. Like,
0: we have to schedule every fourth week. Every. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. need to
1: avoid each other in this week so that we're not crappy with each other. Oh, That is a whole nother podcast. That is a whole yeah. nother podcast. <laughs> Trying
0: to figure out your hormones when they come back. Right. But anyway. All I right. digress. So when we were both. On the Zolodex shot or whatever mm-hmm. we did to put us in menopause. Did you have any, what would you say probably was your least favorite of the menopause symptoms? Oh, dry, painful sex. Same. For sure. Yeah. Well, that and I think, I mean, it goes with the dry painfulness, but dry skin in general. I didn't have that. I I mean, I every do, time but the it's... winter
1: came around, I was like, why do I look like an alligator? <laughs> See, yeah. I've, I'm always that way. Oh. I'm surprised you're not, too, because you're so fair as well. Oh, I mean, I've
0: st- since being on the hormone therapy, I've like started a major
1: moisture rep. <laughs> Back to the moist. Yeah, yeah, mas- major moisture uh, routine. Routine. Yeah, that's the word uh, that's I was looking funny. for. No, I yeah. mean, dry. I've always had dry skin in the winter, so I didn't notice it kicking up any per yeah. se. But I could live with dry skin if it meant having nice, moist sex. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, there you go. That's your opener. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So obviously today we are going to be talking about a menopause and we're going to talk about what menopause is.
1: Yeah. What are the most common menopause
0: side effects? And then we're going to talk about how these symptoms are addressed in the medical community versus taking a natural approach.
1: Right. Because, I mean, so many women we want like we're talking to are like quit giving me another pill right f- to fight a side effect. I want natural remedies, right? right. But yeah. the
0: key is do they work? Right, exactly. All right, so before, before we, we Yep, yep before, ah! <laughs> Man, now we're really synced up. We are. Before we do that, let's hear from our first sponsor. Thriven is a proud sponsor of Faith Through Fire. Thriven believes money is a tool and not a goal. The Gateway Financial Group with Thrivent is local to the St. Louis area and can work with you to create a financial strategy that reflects your priorities and helps you protect the things that matter to you, like family and giving back. Please call 314-783-4214 to schedule a free consultation with one of Thrivent's Gateway Financial Advisors. Okay, so we are going to be talking about menopause today. It, within doing that, I actually found this
1: book on an interview that I heard online, and I cannot wait to speak with her. So it's called Manage Your Menopause Naturally, The Six-Week Guide to Calming Hot Flashes and Night Sweats, Getting Your Sex Drive Back, Sharpening Memory, and Reclaiming Well-Being. Yes please. I mean, yeah, right? Yes, that please. answered
0: all of my prayers when I was in menopause. So we're going to be talking to the author, Marian Stewart. She has more than 28 years of experience and is known as the pioneer of the natural menopause movement. She has written 28 self-help books and was awarded the British Empire Medal in 2018. She and her expert team help women understand and manage their menopause symptoms without hormones. So that I feel like that's the big key right there. I love her book because there's so many places where it turns you back like this is your struggle. Here's what you can try lifestyle wise or supplement wise. So it's really it's really wonderful. The six-week natural menopause solution program she offers through is based on the latest medical research and motivational techniques. The book that we read, The Manager Menopause Naturally, you can find it on Amazon, which is where I found it.
1: Well, thank you so much, Marianne, for being here. I'm really excited to talk to you about this. This is a topic that's really important to a lot of breast cancer survivors. Can you tell everybody what motivated you to get into this work?
2: Oh, I think looking back on it, it's probably injustice sums it up because when I started helping women in the early days with PMS, I did it because there were waiting lists of women for six months or a year and they were really having trouble struggling with their hormones and described themselves like Jekyll and Hyde. So they Mm. they kind of got bowled over by their hormones and no one was really coming to their rescue. And we found 200 medical papers on the non-drug approach to PMS and put it together as a program. And that's how we got started. And that was way back, going back kind of almost three decades. And it went from there. We helped hundreds of thousands of women with PMS. And then in the early 90s, there were publications in very prestigious medical journals on the natural approach to menopause. And so because everything we do is based on research, we were waiting for that research before we started talking about menopause. But then we got on and we kind of morphed our PMS program into a a menopause program. And we've been helping women going through menopause ever since. And we help them to be symptom-free. So 91% of the women within five months are symptom-free. And that includes the -the below-the-waist symptoms as well. So you don't need drugs or hormones, which is great news for people that have breast cancer. Yeah, You just can do it naturally. Mother Nature gives us these wonderful gifts. And there are some good science-based supplements. There's some great products. And you can find the way, and not only do you need to find the way to overcome the symptoms that you've got right now, because you've been fast-tracked into menopause, but you've also got to recognise the fact that 100 years or so ago, we weren't living much past 50, and so it didn't really matter. But now when 40-something represents halfway for so many of us, we've got all these amazing years to look forward to. But as you know, if you're not in good health, you can't possibly enjoy them and have your maximum potential. So yeah. things that happen after menopause, so apart from the menopause symptoms, we are much more predisposed to heart disease, osteoporosis, the bone thinning disease and dementia, apart from lots of other things. <laughs> but the research shows that we can prevent all these things. And we don't have to think that our sex life has gone forever because our vagina is so dry and hurts, sometimes bleeds, and obviously we can't have penetration because you can actually fix all those things when you learn how how to have what I call a midlife refuel. And that's the whole purpose of us getting out of bed in the morning is helping women to understand that they really can Get back to feeling well again I think that's such an interesting concept it's like
1: you know you think that because you functioned a certain way in your your early years that mm-hmm. you just continue down that path and when it ends it ends but you're saying no it just requires a different plan you know and you can continue with that vibrancy and that youth and, and, and just a different way.
2: Yeah, you can actually feel ageless when you get the balance right in your body again. So what is what's happening in your body when you get to menopause? And it doesn't matter if it's chemically induced menopause, early menopause, natural menopause. You still virtually got the same thing going on because two main things. One is we know from our research that very often women have got low levels of nutrients. And if you've had chemo and all of that, it's going to wipe your nutrients out even further we found that between 50 to 80% of women had low magnesium, B vitamins, vitamin D, calcium, zinc, fatty acids, and so on. And since we did that research in the early days, there've been studies done showing that billions of women have got nutritional deficiencies. Now, doctors are not for the most part, educated about this. They don't even really know about how to manage menopause. The, the Mayo Clinic survey showed that only 7% of doctors and gynecologists felt adequately educated to help women going through menopause. So, And women never learn about this anywhere. So you wouldn't mm-hmm. know if you have nutritional deficiencies at all. And then at the same time, you've got your ovaries retiring if you didn't have a chemical <laughs> menopause. And if you had a chemical menopause, then your ovaries retire suddenly, which sends you into a, mm-hmm. a really extreme menopause And so we need to teach women, which is what we focus on doing, how to correct nutritional deficiencies and how to fill the receptor sites, the estrogen receptor sites, and get the hormones working properly in your body again, but naturally without using any drugs or hormones. And it has a really positive effect. We've had literally thousands of women who've had breast cancer have been through our program in the last 28 years, and we've had only amazing success stories, the only person who ever got breast cancer for a second time was a woman who was persuaded to go back onto HRT by her consultant. Wow. So you're
1: actually drawing a parallel between managing these
2: symptoms and lowering your recurrence rates? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you can. Well, very interestingly about breast cancer, um, because I've I've done quite a bit of research on phytoestrogens, and this is Mm. quite controversial because every week people say to me, phytoestrogens are Mother Nature's estrogens that come in plants. People say, oh, I've been told I can't have those because mm-hmm. I, had breast, I had breast cancer. But actually what the research shows, and, I, and I, I began this journey because I had a suitcase full of material, research material, when I was writing a book years ago called The Phytofactor. And I actually went to do this research in a sunny place coming from England at the time, as I did. <laughs> um, and when I started looking at the research, I was absolutely spooked by what I found out about breast cancer. And that was that there was a study done in Israel in the 80s. And and Israel traditionally had the highest incidence of breast cancer in the whole world. And they did an audit in the 1980s to look at, or I think it was the 1990s, looking at the 80s to to work out what they were expecting to see, another 20% increase based on past trends. And they found a 34% decrease and they couldn't work out why. So they tracked it back to the cow sheds and they found that in the cow's milk, they had a thousand times more than the permitted level of organochlorines, which are xenoestrogens. They are harmful estrogens that come from pesticide, plastics, pollution and feed that animals are given. And so there was a public outcry in Israel. They banned those from animal feed. And in fact, they banned them completely. And they, they, they saw this sudden drop in breast cancer,
1: hmm. which has
2: stayed down. Now, interestingly enough, when these xenoestrogens will get into the receptor site, so once you've got no estrogen circulating in your body naturally, the estradiol that we had before menopause, if you're not taking HRT, which many women aren't and can't, or have side effects too and don't want to carry on taking it, then you've got empty estrogen receptor sites. And what's gonna happen is those environmental estrogens get into the receptor sites and they are carcinogenic. So Mm -hmm. at all costs, you wanna fill the receptor sites with natural stuff, which will seal off the space and actually block out the xenoestrogen. And that helps to keep you healthy. Wow. Interesting.
0: Why, Why is this not a conversation that's happening in the US? Well, I, did, I feel well. like
2: we're
1: I feel like we're always behind when it comes to anything nutritional based. <laughs> A. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Marion?
2: I honestly don't think it's a conversation that's happening in many places because I don't think most doctors are educated. They're not aware of the published research. And in fact, the research now does show that using the environmental, sorry, Mother Nature's estrogen in the diet not only protects you against the environmental estrogens, but it does protect you against having another episode of breast cancer. And Mm. that's what the current thinking is Amongst the academics who've been doing the research. I'm curious because
0: I, this is something that I've thought about myself, but and I even read your book and was like, oh, that's interesting because, you know, there is there's so much fear around soy and eating soy. And I know soy is one of like the biggest natural plant based estrogens. What about like the genetic
2: modification of soy? Yeah no I think we try to keep away from all of that. We're going for organic. Okay. Real organic and we want to make sure that it's all wholesome because if you if you get genetic modification or if you get um soy that I mean there's there are some kind of dodgy sorts of soy which are probably more likely to be an ingredient rather than in an organic product. But there are other I... things as well. There's there's flax seeds which are another great mm-hmm. source of different kinds of isoflavones. And uh, there's red clover, which comes in supplement form. But again, talking about supplements is another whole area because very often supplements are not standardized and don't even contain what they say on the label. Yeah. So when they've done independent analyses on 40 supplements, for example, they find that only two of them have got what they said in them. That, and that's su- what I was going to
1: be. My question is that I have a lot of skepticism as much as I have skepticism about the modern medical community and the fact that they're not having these conversations and aren't equipped to talk about nutritional deficiencies with patients like that bothers me. But then the other side of it is, is that you have a lot of patients going out there in search of supplements to handle their symptoms or, or issues naturally and then you just nailed it, right? They, they're not being, they're not containing what they think they're buying. They're taking expensive supplements that are doing nothing for them. I mean, what is your suggestion in making sure that that doesn't happen?
2: Well, also, there's not only that, but when you're influencing your hormones, you want to make sure that those products that you're taking have been shown to be safe as well as effective. You know, you don't want them doing anything to adversely affect the, the lining of your uterus or your breast tissue. And so in chapter four in my new book, Manage Menopause Naturally, I've kind of outlined the supplements that we recommend that are based on published research that come from around the world. And we have actually put a collection of those together in a midlife refuel box. So th- th- it is a, a, a really tricky area. And obviously, as well, if you're taking medication, you need to select your supplements very carefully. So some, some people can manage to self-help. Other people need a bit more in-depth help because they feel that they're overwhelmed and they don't know where to turn. So it just depends you know, where you're at, if you're looking at prevention or mild symptoms, as opposed to being... A, overwhelmed. And a lot of women actually leave the workplace. The the research is now showing that up to 20% of women are actually leaving the workplace at the time of their menopause because they just can't show up for work. Mm -hmm. They've got things like insomnia, brain fog, anxiety, as well as the hot flushes, night sweats, fatigue, joint aches and pains. And they just feel like a shadow of their former self. We, We found in our latest survey on 1100 women, we found that two thirds of them said they felt robbed of life as they knew it. Mm. I, I
0: totally agree with that. Like just even when I was in the depths of my stuff, I felt exactly like that.
1: Well, I think, I mean, it's a twofer, right? You've just gone through this traumatic experience of breast cancer, right. so they've pumped you full of carcin, you know, c- cancer-killing yeah. drugs that yeah. have you know altered your your life forever, and then you're dealing with menopause. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of women attribute to how they're feeling to the breast cancer, but mm-hmm. I really wonder. Yeah, if it's really more dissatisfaction with the menopausal symptoms that they're suffering as a result. Yeah, well, and the and the um, impacts of the hormones. Yeah,
2: and and the fact that you've got you know that you've got nutritional deficiencies, and it gets worse as you get to midlife, and mm-hmm. then we know that things like chemo are going to wipe out your nutrient levels, mm-hmm. so you're going to get left like a bucket with a hole in it. Mm, and that's going to affect your brain chemistry and your hormone function never mind about what's happening with your estrogen
1: well i want to kind of dive into some of these symptoms that you just mentioned but to your point i think the other part that women don't like about menopause and and there's many many symptoms but something that bothers a lot of women is their irritability levels right Mm -hmm. like they feel frustrated because their marriages are impacted their relationship with their kids are impacted they don't feel like they're enjoying life because everything's bothering well, and now them. I
0: can see maybe the frustration is from the fact that there is there is something you can do about it, and they just don't know. They don't know, <laughs> and yeah,
1: yeah. So let's let's before we kind of delve into symptoms and how it, how it's treated now versus what you're suggesting. Let's do boobs in the news. Let's do it. Boobs in the news is a fun segment where we read funny tweets by real people or ridiculous news stories. Boobs in the news. Boobs in the news. Boobs in the news. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> this comes from the AP. All right. This was posted yesterday. School hopes lights can finally shut off after costly glitch. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a, an electrical glitch, I wonder? I mean, I want to know how this is possible in today's day and age. This happened in Massachusetts. It's hoped that the lights at Massachusetts High School will be able to be turned off by the end of next month, about a year and a half after a computer glitch kept the lights on day and night. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's that's a bill. Yeah, no kidding. What in the world? Well, yeah,
0: because you know they had those big, you know, like the gym lights, those big lights. Oh, just I mean, to, throughout to, the school. Can you
1: imagine the electrical bill for That's that? Insane. So it says the unusual challenge, Minichog Regional High School. Okay, located in the western Massachusetts town of Wilbraham, Massachusetts. I'm having problems talking yeah, you today. <laughs> Good grief! Mir- means there's been no way to turn the lights off, short of unscrewing bulbs or flipping circuit breakers that leave entire sections of the building in the dark. So the assistant superintendent of finance basically says, we're aware this is costing taxpayers a significant amount of money. And we've been doing everything we can to get the problem resolved. Okay, so there's 7,000 lights. Oh, my gosh. In 248,000 square... I want to know how much their bill was. Yes. So (laughs) 248,000 square foot building. (laughs) So when they asked him about the cost, his answer was... It is in the thousands of dollars per month, but <gasps> not but not in the tens of thousands. Oh, my gosh. So $9,000. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to tell taxpayers how Right, much right, is. right, yeah. right, right. So the school serves about 1,200 students. Okay, so listen to this. The situation has drawn the attention of Saturday Night Live, which mentioned the Lights on Challenge during the weekend update segment of the January 21st broadcast. What's the Lights on Challenge? Well, I'm sure that's the spoof oh oh gotcha so they're like oh let's just see how long we can
0: keep the lights on
1: it was during their weekend update you know uh, the, the last time i watched saturday night live norm mcdonald was doing the weekend update uh-huh. so you remember uh, that uh no i was never a saturday night Liver. i wasn't a huge fan either unless the the guest host was somebody that i really liked yeah then i'd tune in because i think it's hilarious watching them do the skits yeah but yeah no norm mcdonald was behind the weekend update desk when i watched last but we he should probably funny. look up that clip we should, And po- yeah. We can we'll, post. We'll it. put it in the show notes. That would be fun. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly, the boobs are the people who cannot figure out how to turn off the lights. You, wouldn't you think, in today's day and age, that you could figure yeah. this out? I mean, technology is a glitch. I mean, we're sending people. You need, so you need smart people, right? <laughs> I think we can figure this one out, people. Yeah. All right. There's, There's your, your
2: boobs. Fibs in the news. Fibs in the news.
0: Fibs in the news. Okay, so we are back and we've kind of talked about some of the symptoms and and what it might look like if you treat your menopause in a more natural fashion. But let's talk about what it might look like if you were to walk into the doctor's office now, what they might tell you or what they might recommend. I
1: mean, did you talk to your doctor, Sarah, about and and how did that go?
0: Well, remember, he he pointed me to Barb out front who was in menopause and told me to talk to to talk to her.
1: Yeah. Barb, Barb, like, checked patients in, right? And yeah. Gave them, like, access to, to like, yeah. resources. Yeah. So your doctor, like, pointed you back to the front office person right. about your menopausal symptoms. Yeah. My doctor was a lot more engaged on that front. She yeah. proactively asked me, are you experiencing any of these side effects? I was uh, like, yes. Uh, and some patients are very scared to try anything, you know, that has related to estrogen. Mm-hmm. I was assured that it was safe for me to use suppository estrogen, you yep. know, even though I had an estrogen positive cancer. I tried it because for me, my sex life was too important to not try mm-hmm. it, but I didn't care for it. It, yeah. it did not do what I hoped. I thought it was going to be this magic bullet where all of a sudden I was, you know, lubricated and everything felt normal. It was gritty. It still hurt. Yeah. It wasn't and if pleasant. It was, if it was like the one that
0: I, I eventually saw somebody besides Barb and it
1: had red <laughs> dye in it. Uh Yeah, Yeah, I remember that's the reason why I didn't take it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, and that's kind of typical, right? Like you you manage symptoms with more drugs. And I think Mm -hmm. the one thing that we're hearing and and my doctor was very good. She referred me out to somebody that was, you know, really interested in helping women with menopausal symptoms and things like that. But I think to your point, Marion, that there's just they're spending time trying to curb your disease. They're Mm -hmm. not their focus is not on quality of life after they've treated your cancer. And so it almost then becomes your responsibility to search that information out, and then reputable sources becomes the issue. Right. So I think right now, the way women are treated are with other drugs. Lifestyle modification may be mentioned. Mm -hmm. Reducing stress seems to be something that's brought up a lot. Like, you know, you got to try to reduce your stress and maybe be more mindful, and that can help. But, you know, I think a lot of women, Marion, end up feeling frustrated, like... (laughs)
2: Yeah, because I think that was the next thing I was going to say, because yeah. there, there's no magic wand, unfortunately. I, what I do <laughs> is I describe my my program a bit like a pie, in that you've got all these different segments, and you need to take a bite of each one of them because you're going to get benefits. So the first thing we're doing, and there are five main segments, so or maybe even six. So the first one is getting your nutrients into an optimum range. It's learning. Mother Nature gives us all these signs and symptoms physical signs as well of nutritional deficiency. So we don't even have to have expensive tests necessarily we can correct those nutritional deficiencies. And instead of firing on two cylinders, we can go back to firing on four and feeling like we're turbocharged. So that's helpful. (laughs) You can get your energy back and your brain function and all that kind of stuff. The next part is learning how to fill the receptor sites, learning how to manage your hormones naturally. So to influence the hormone producing glands in your body and the receptor sites, and to consume foods that mother nature gives us that contain these naturally occurring substances. And the receptor sites don't stay full for very long. So you need to learn how to incorporate that into your diet. The next bit is taking sites based supplements. So as we've said, supplements need to be selected for your symptom set. But obviously, the ones that have been through properly conducted clinical trials are the ones that we're going to consider using. And that obviously depends on what medication people are taking, if they conflict and so on. Then we need to be mindful of that the next thing is exercise so it's not necessarily running a marathon it can just be dancing to your favorite music or (laughs) getting a hula hoop or you know just going for a walk with your dog or whatever it is to get you started so that you get active because that does lots of things it releases endorphins which make you feel good also helps to speed up your metabolism so it helps you to lose your belly fat and all the the Mm -hmm. other fat that you're accumulating when your metabolism slows down at midlife it um, also helps with your joints and your brain function and so on. And then we've got relaxation, formal relaxation, a bit like relaxation and meditation that you do after yoga or a meditation that you do um, anyway or an app. And those doing a formal relaxation for at least 20 minutes a day has been shown to reduce hot flushes and night sweats by up to 50 to 60%. Oh, my gosh, so that's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you've got things like looking after your bones. And, you know, a lot of women, especially women who've had breast cancer, end up having osteopenia, bone thinning and osteoporosis, the full-blown bone loss. And that can be terrible too. It can have disastrous effects because we know that many women who fracture their hips don't recover, Mm -hmm. but you can actually grow new bone. And and so the whole point of this is when when your estradiol, when your estrogen, your estrogen goes – it's like the factory lights close down and everything goes off. And so you're not making those cells that produce new bone or mucus in your vagina or the elasticity in your vagina and so on. You're not protected anymore in the way that you were before. But when you consume the naturally occurring stuff, you're literally falling the brain into thinking that everything's normal again and the factory lights go back on. And so you start to get the mucus, you start to get the bone, new bone growth and you're protected in so many ways against the nasty things that can happen to you during and after menopause. Oh,
0: my gosh. It's so good. I wish I would have read this book four years ago, right when I went into this. I know.
2: Well, but are, it's too late for
1: Well, it's I not mean, too late for us. No, because we're going to go back into it We're someday. going back yeah. into menopause. Yeah. Well, and plus, a lot of these things you should be addressing anyway. Nutritional deficiencies. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I've been really well, hyper-focused well, I- on that.
2: Yeah. Our bone mass reaches its peak by the time we get to 35. And that's even if you haven't had cancer. Mm. So, you know, it's downhill from then onwards. So the earlier <laughs> you learn to meet your needs, the better. Because then my, in fact, some of my old PMS patients came back for help with menopause, but they hadn't gone down the big black hole because they'd been learned, they'd already learned to meet their needs. They needed to <laughs> tweak what they were doing, but they weren't bad badly off and so the earlier you learn to meet your needs the better and it's going to make the rest of your journey so much more enjoyable so here's a question for
1: you you mentioned earlier that you know there's two kinds of people they're the people that can kind of be self-guided and maybe the book is all they need to really kind of start down this path there's other people that need a little more assistance like how would they go about that if especially here in the u.s if they need more help and more guidance and more consultation is there an option
2: for them Yeah, of course. So I am actually in the U.S. I'm in Florida. I have a lovely lovely American husband. We made an assumption, Sarah. I know, (laughs) I did. Yeah, with the (laughs) accent and
1: she mentioned being in London, I just assumed. (laughs) My bad.
2: We have uh, a free midlife refuel club and soon in a couple of weeks' time we'll be launching our app where it's stuffed full of amazing content. People can come and self-assess. They can come to live sessions, get their questions answered there's all sorts of self-help material. Uh, So that's for the people that are preventing and suffering mildly. And then for people who are suffering more severely, we have a a six-week course where we hold their hands. They they fill in a questionnaire and diary. We know everything about their medical history and their lifestyle and their budget and their tastes and so on. And so we tailor a program for them. And then they go in a community and they go through a six-week program. So they have proper consultations. They have personal help as well as the community. And usually within six weeks, most of their above the waist symptoms are gone or vastly diminished. And they're well on the way to going because my my initial program was a five month program. And when I said 91% of women were symptom free, it was after five months. But when I made a few films for Facebook at the end of 2017, and over a million women saw them within 12 weeks, I realized that we needed something more. So we took the science from the five-month program and we built six bite-sized modules, which is now our six-week course, which is tech enabled. So it's quite sophisticated. It's very easy. People can just go to my website, which is marionstewart.com, and that's M-A-R-Y-O-N-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. And under solutions, you'll see the six-week course, and then it tells you how that works, People enroll on it, they get their questionnaire diary, and we get them started straight away. And then we look after them like they're part of our family. So we get them to the point where their symptoms are history. And then we kind of can coach them for another few months and help them to get back to a place where they are totally in the driving seat and feel that they can move on and manage by themselves. So it's you know, the love for everybody. Sarah, we yeah. should do the six-week course. I know. <laughs> we totally we have, Actually, we have a, another course starting next week. So if you do want to do the course, oh. um, let me know. Maybe we, yeah. or maybe we
1: jump on there and then and then we can report out. That's yeah, amazing. That is really cool. I,
2: I want to commend you.
1: I think it's amazing that you took what you saw kind of in your everyday, you know, as being this issue that was getting ignored and then taking it to this level and using scientific research to validate what you're finding and then to, to put a solution in place. It's just so encouraging. Yeah. I mean, so many women are suffering in silence. Mm hmm. I know. It's just horrible. I mean, you're already going through breast cancer. And then on top of it, your quality of life is diminished forever. And, you know, the whole reason we started the nonprofit is because quality of life is not an area of focus Mm -hmm. for for women in general. Mm -hmm. And then especially in breast cancer care, they just it's all about treating the cancer. It's not about the life you're trying to lead after it. Right. Yeah. You're not trying to make
0: anybody else uncomfortable by the struggle that you're having internally, like just as women. We
1: just don't. Do we that. just tend to keep it yeah. under wraps and suffer in silence. And it yeah. just needs to be addressed. It's too yeah. important. So uh, thank absolutely. you. I commend you. I t- absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank
2: you. I totally agree with you. I mean, as babies, we're born with millions of eggs, but we don't actually have a roadmap. And I think that the, it is important because there is so much research that women do get wised up and they are aware of the research mm-hmm. and are given help to navigate so that they can actually live their best lives because, Otherwise, they become, it's not only non-viable from their own personal perspective and their relationships and their work life, but also from the point of view of society and the economy, because wise women have, have got a lot of experience and they've got a lot to offer and yeah. they need to be well enough to function so that they can actually do that. Yeah. Preach, sister.
1: Love I love it. everything yeah. you're doing. <laughs> All right. Well, before we sign off, let's do our second sponsor. BJC Healthcare is proud to bring you the best medicine close to home. In addition to two full-service hospitals, Barnes-Jewish St. Peter's and Progress West, community members in St. Charles County and beyond have access to the Siteman Cancer Center in St. Peter's, two convenient centers in the area, and doctor's offices across St. Charles County. Visit bjcstcharlescounty.org to learn more. Okay, and we're back. Well, I'm assuming they can find your book on Amazon, right? Manage Your Menopause Naturally by Marion Stewart. Where can they reach all of the courses and things you said your website. Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah,
2: it's just, it's marianstuart.com. And under solutions, they they can also come to the Midlife Refuel Club through the website or just Google Midlife Refuel Club and they can join that. Hopefully by the time this goes live, our app will have arrived and they'll be able to use that as well. And then if anyone wants any help, they can just reach out to me or my team and we'll just have a conversation with them and help them to find out what's the best way forward for them. That's the the key thing. The other thing I'm doing as well at the moment is I've got a series of little mini TV shows on uh, PBS called Marion Stewart's Menopause Moment. And it got piloted (laughs) in South Florida and it's about to go live February, March around the country. So you might catch that on PBS or Health Channel. And we're in the process of making a, a, a 30 minute six part series at the moment, which will come later on in the summer. And we're dealing with different symptoms in each show. So I hopefully that will help as well to give people hope that this isn't the end of life as they knew it. They can have a midlife refuel and get themselves back into pretty decent shape again. I, I love
0: mean, everything that you're doing. Well, the way that you're getting this out there for the masses is just
2: well. And to your point,
0: Marion,
1: it's like you know, you reach middle age and you think, "Wow, you know, I wouldn't go back because you're so you you've learned so much, right? You have so mm-hmm. much to contribute with all this life experience. You just want it to, you just want to, to feel, feel good. good, yeah. You exactly. <laughs> just want to feel good. So thank you for being on. And uh, if you're listening to this and suffering from these symptoms, don't suffer in silence. Yeah, reach we'll we'll link everything out. in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for being a listener of the Besties with Breasties podcast. If this podcast had a positive impact on your journey, leave us a review or consider becoming a supporter. You can donate with the link in the show notes or at faiththroughfire.org. This episode was hosted by Sarah Hall and Beth Wilmus audio and production edits by Innovative Frequencies.